Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to talk all about mental health check-in 3.0. And we're going to talk a little bit about current events. We're also going to go into a little bit about the last episode. You know, I was just having a a bad day, not feeling myself, and uh, I'm not ashamed of anything I said because, frankly, I believe what I said was accurate and real and and, and, and we all deserve to, to speak our minds. But at the end of the day, I want you guys to understand that this is a mission of goodness and kindness and decency. And so when I get fed up, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. But we live in challenging times. We live in a challenging world. And uh, it would be downright ignorant if we all pretended to be Mr. Rogers about it. Sometimes at the end of the day, we just get mad. We get upset. We get frustrated. And we should be tolerant of our humanness when we get a little down. This podcast is always, always, always about good mental health and robust living and sticking up for regular people in this world. That's what it's all about. And once in a while, yeah, we get a little bit real. We get a little bit dark. We go there. But it's all about learning uh, how to take all this negative stuff in the world, in our lives, and turning it into a positive. How do we redirect our energy in such a way where we create better outcomes? If you want to contribute to the cause, we're just trying to help regular folks, you guys. And the more money we make towards this, the better we get. We're trying to raise a little bit of money, yes, for our own peace of mind, but also to grow the brand in such a way where we become a daily resource for regular working people. We advocate for good mental health outcomes for regular folks. We uh, advocate for uh, empaths and sensitives. And we uh, advocate, frankly, for people who are just having a hard time living as a regular person in in the real world. It's tough these days, and we need to help each other. So if you want to give us a tip, come on over to uh, my link tree at linktree forward slash chef comedy and let's begin. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy, and today I've got on a special Friday edition my beautiful wife and co-host, Rebecca Russell. Please say hello to the folks. Hello. So you guys, full transparency. We have headaches today, and we're not feeling well, but we're going to do a show anyways. Yes, sir. And we're going to make it the best darn show we can make it. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so today, you guys, I um, because we're not feeling great, um, Rebecca stayed home from work today because she is, uh, she woke up with a migraine, I have a headache, and it's just kind of one of those winter days that I know is trying to kill us all. <laughs> it's just windy, it's cold. It tried to kill me yesterday. I was out <laughs> running errands in rain, <clears throat> hail, snow. Yeah. And, uh, and so today, we're really just trying to keep our spirits up. It's kind of the midwinter doldrums, pre-Christmas, but uh, doing okay. But I, I first wanted to, well, first let me just introduce what the show is going to be about today. So today, uh, I'm calling this uh, a mental health check-in 3.0. So we're going to talk about mental health uh, for ourselves and for you guys out there. And then we're going to talk a little bit about current events. I'm going to get a little tiny bit political, but nothing crazy, nothing outrageous uh and then we're gonna just talking about uh waiting for a lifeline what i'm going through emotionally and why my last episode was um a little off the rails for me now was it controversial 
by today's standards when you have people like Alex Jones out there and all these crazy saying crazy shit? No, no, it's not crazy. But um, but for you know for me it was a little outrageous. It was like whoa, you, he went there. He he threw some things out there, and uh, I kind of want to talk about that just a little bit. So on the last episode, you know, the point I was trying to make on that last episode is that regular people, we're, we depend on a society that works, right? And we're getting weirder and weirder. We're, we're getting more corporate. We're getting more elitist. And uh, more and more people are falling through the cracks in terms of mental health, falling through the cracks in terms of good jobs and sustainable outcomes for regular people. And so in, in a not so subtle way, I was just talking about how I feel like I did everything right. I went to college. I worked my ass off. I got good grades. I got out of school. And uh, I just feel like in this world sometimes that even when you do everything right, uh, you step in dog shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just, a, a, it's a minefield out there, you know? Yeah. And so <clears throat> I, I kind of talked a little bit about how capitalism has sort of uh, became, it's become this thing where regular people, we don't have careerism anymore. We just have jobs. Go work at DoorDash, go fuck yourself, and you can, you know, record your vagina on uh, OnlyFans and uh, to make ends meet and fuck you. That's what the economy feels like today. And I don't remember it always feeling that way. No, I don't either. You know, and I don't mean to be vulgar. I just mean to say that I'm not anti capitalist, not at all. And I'm not really a socialist, but. I believe, you know, that when there's a moral imperative for there to be socialism, there should be socialism. When it comes to people's health, when it comes to jobs and and infrastructure, the certain things to just be a given just to make sure that the world is, you know, maintaining uh, a a, a nice, even uh, curve of progress. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, and so in in, a, in you know I kind of feel weird about some of the things I said. We went over the episode and I, I I played it for you. What did you think about what I was saying? I think you were just talking real talk. Yeah, I mean that's all it is. What you're feeling, what's going on. It wasn't yeah no anything not true. Yeah, because you know first of all I I, I like doing the show. I enjoy it. But when you're making $14 a month and people aren't helping, it's not that they owe me. It's that I'm hoping that by now, it's been a couple of years, uh, we've put out over 100 episodes all about helping regular people. And what I want from this is, is just to get tips until we're big enough to get sponsors. And once I, you know, and that's why we're getting onto the YouTube front. And uh, uh, so, so you guys know, uh, I'm up, I uploaded about, oh, I don't know, 20 episodes onto the YouTube channel. Look for Chef Bry Comedy. Uh, there's 60 videos in total there. I've also got some paranormal videos there from a friend. Uh, she wants you to pick through them and uh, see what you see. What you see, you know, are these orbs? Is this dust? What's going on there? And uh, and so what we're trying to do is be a resource for empaths and sensitive people. We're trying to be a resource for uh, good mental health and robust living for regular, just regular people. Nothing fancy, nothing special. Regular folks just don't have a voice anymore. And I wanted to be that voice for regular folks. And I feel like they need a voice, you know? 
Yeah, definitely. And that's why I like Brian Tyler Cohen. That's why I like Bo of the Fifth Column, because they're just regular people. There's no ego. There's no pretense. Just be yourself. And that's what I'm trying to do here, too. Now, I know sometimes I get a little, I don't know, Mr. Rogers, you know, I'm old school traditional, but but really, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm all about progress. I'm all about uh, happiness and, and letting people be themselves. Be you. Be silly. Be funny. Have fun. Life is short. Uh, but at the same time, if we don't watch out all the agendas out there, if we're, if we're not living up to our own sort of uh, sticking up for our own rights, sticking up for our own values, the world is just getting weirder and weirder. And before you know it, we're not going to have any rights. We're not going to know what's going on. We're voting our future away because we're not paying attention. And so that's why I also want to get a little bit into the politics. Uh, I also want to talk about uh, Metallica dropping a brand new video. So that's kind of fun. Yes, um, but uh, yeah, what do you think about uh, uh, what I'm doing in terms of the YouTube front? Uh, speak on, on all that. From- oh, I think just adding the episodes mm. to YouTube in audio form mm-hmm. it's it's a good thing i mean there's youtube people and there's podcast people yeah. and i think people kind of stick to their well, their I, lane and it i might, thought i thought about like just uploading just some episodes and then and then and then putting like teasers like the first 10 minutes of the newer episodes but then i thought about it. i'm like eh who cares? Like, <laughs> I'm not making right. a lot of money on this anyways. If I got monetized on YouTube, I'd be happy, you know. Um, but it, this isn't about the money. I mean, it really isn't. I don't mean to come off that way. But it's it's about people love this show. And people love what we're doing. Uh, but we're not growing at a rate that I feel comfortable with. And it has a lot to do with... The politics of podcasting, the lack of uh, corporate backing, the lack of sponsors, the lack of uh, people helping you out in your time of need. And I just feel like if we were all just a little bit more conscientious toward each other, we would just have a better society. And it feels like we're all just burnt out, tired, and therefore we give up. And therefore we surrender our rights as freedom-loving citizens, you know? Yeah, it definitely happens. Well, and that's why we fight against tyranny. We fight against corporatism. I like Google. I like big companies, but they have a they 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 make more than their fair share of money, and therefore they have a greater what? It's like Spider Man, you know. With great power comes great responsibility, and so I just want to see all these corporations sort of pitch in to the cause, pay their fair share of taxes. Uh, perhaps create learning institutions for their own companies. And, uh, you know, I know Google does have training courses. I don't know how good they are or whether or not mm-hmm. they actually help. But, hey, at least they're trying. I mean, at the end of the day, what I want to see is a society work for regular people. And um, I just don't always see that. And I feel like the more ruggedly individualistic we become, the less communal we become, and therefore we stop thinking about each other. We stop thinking about others. And at the end of the day, I just don't think that's right. How can we claim to be good Christians and good moralists and and humanists when when all we care about is ourselves? Yeah, 
Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, no. And so that episode was just sort of a free floating rant about how I feel like uh, the person who did everything right is still going wrong. I'm still stepping on dog shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, but the truth is, is that I love my audience and I love what we do. And I want to get to the point where, whether it be through YouTube or terrestrial radio or XM, we are going to continue fighting, fighting, fighting and doubling down on our efforts until they works out in whatever capacity. I'm not looking to get rich and famous. I am looking, though, to make a splash. That's what it's all about. Be yourself and let the chips fall where they may, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so I wanted to first talk about mental health. How you doing there, babe? Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Better than I was last week. I got a little bummed on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Just because... Because your family's yeah. back home, and yeah, yeah I know, it, it's rough. And living up here in the Pacific Northwest, you know, I, I saw this article the other day. It kind of offended me, really. It was like, you know how you go on that Google Discover, and you just look at random stuff? Mm -hmm. And there was this, like, article, and I didn't realize that I, I, I have a, a defensive nature towards the Pacific Northwest because I didn't grow up here. <laughs> I grew up in California, now I'm getting all defensive over it, but it was all 10 reasons why the Pacific Northwest is overrated, and it was like, the population, uh, jobs are horrible, low pay, high cost of living, all these things, I'm like, and how is that different from Everywhere anywhere else? else? Yeah, exactly. You know, but, mm -hmm. uh, but, but the point is, is that um, I just want to live a life where I have a, a decent house, a decent car, a decent wage. And to just feel comfortable in what I'm doing. And I feel like the jobs out there are just getting more and more tyrannical, more and more. They just demand, demand, demand that you act a certain way. They demand that you be a certain way. And I feel like I've just spent my entire life trying to form fit myself, putting a square peg into a round hole to, to look and feel the part of this like good person this you know intelligent person and then you do everything right and then the, they just keep asking for more and i'm at a point where i'm like ugh, fuck good grief you know and so i don't mean any disrespect towards anybody um but i was just i had 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 it i'm tired of feeling depressed over my circumstances in life when i'm doing everything right and that's what i think a lot of people these days are going through is that I don't disrespect people who do OnlyFans. If showing off your junk is making you money and it's making more money than being a school teacher, more power to you. I just feel it's sad, not because of them, but that that's where we're at as a country where more people would rather get into something very uh, uh, like this, like get into their own entrepreneurialism for the sake of growth because that's how pathetically awful capitalism is when it comes to normal jobs what yeah it didn't I know. used to feel it's, that that it, bad it didn't and do you think yeah, that was a change in the culture of capitalism or is that a change in the people where we've just become sort of less i don't know uh, we just don't you know we're unruly we can't be ruled you know <laughs> i think it's a little bit of both i think um i mean capitalism <clears throat> is capitalism but it yeah. seems a little mm. i don't know it seems like companies are even worse than they used to be so i think it's a change in that and i think it's a change in people people are like fuck this yeah i can do something else and be happier and or make more money well, and yeah. why not well and that's just it like i'm all for people becoming content creators even if it is only fans now i'm not a big fan of that stuff i 
it's not that I'm a moral prude or anything. Um, I but I like boobs i mean i like you know but i don't like this idea where every woman with a pretty face just bows out of regular living you could be a school teacher you could be doing all these great things to help society and instead they're just so smitten with their own looks i find it narcissistic kind of but at the same time but i want women to have good self-esteem well, too and at the know? same time if you can't <clears throat> survive being a school teacher right economically and you can doing that pfft, but what about the people that don't do that? They go straight to Instagram to be an Instagram model, or they go straight to OnlyFans, and they've never tried to work a real job. Yeah. I mean, am, well, don't I, you have, don't you feel like at least we should have a, a minimum paying of our dues before we can start complaining about capitalism? Yes and no. Yeah. I kind of have mixed feelings about it. I know, me too. Actually, if it's there, take advantage of it. And well, that's just when it. you're young, you can I'm, do it. I'm so anti-corporate that a part of me is like, <laughs> "No, fuck them. Go do your own thing." But then another part of me is like, "Well, you gotta, it, you got, you gotta know how to do things in this world before you can complain about how it's done you dirty." Yeah, and that's why, as a 48 year old who's been in so many different jobs from massage therapy to EMT work to uh, shit. I've been a janitor. I've worked in cooking. Of course I've been in retail. I've done it all. And so I can tell you with assurance that um, every time I start a job now, I just feel anxious. Uh, not because you know me, I, I can, I don't get nervous in front of people. I get nervous at the concept of having to leave the house to do a job to serve a corporate interest that is making corporations filthy rich and then they take that money and then lobby against our rights that's yeah. what it feels like to me That's yeah i mean am i being the... overly liberal about this or what no i don't think so <laughs> yeah. and some corporations are better than others but yeah, yeah at the heart of it it's well no, that's why i right. do support companies that do the right thing starbucks is starting to finally get a uh, 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 what do you call it a, a, a union labor union not from the top down though that's for no, sure it's all, that guy, the ceo is a complete asshole that's right to squash all but of at it. least but they're the fact paying that workers are, are starting to be able to do that and yeah they, they pay a little better <clears throat> than some places and they pay a little better and they treat mm -hmm. them pretty well and that's all i mean and then costco the owner is a democrat and i think his policies he it's a good culture there that's why everybody yeah. wants to work at Costco. Yeah. It's friendly, they pay well, and uh, it, it, it's sustainable. And that's all I want for Walmart and Amazon and all these places. Yeah. It just feels like the billionaire class is fucking everything up. And I'm gonna, we're going to talk about that later. Okay. But first, I wanted to talk about mental health. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sick and tired of not... You know, I, all I want for this podcast is to do good work... To, to, to hopefully connect with people out there where they're like, yes! And I want people screaming at the radio listening to me going, <laughs> yes! That motherfucker said it right. Just, I want to be the kind of person that I stick up for regular people. That's all this is. Uh, no more, no less. I get no big ego thrill on being on the radio. It's just, this is what I love. And with fibromyalgia and chronic migraines, I just want to live in a culture where I don't have to always think about going off and doing something random that's awful, that pays low wages, where there's always people there talking shit behind your back. I'm just, frankly, the world is, I'm just, I'm getting too old for that kind of thing. You know, at the end yeah. of the day, you, 
you get more intellectual, you become more intelligent, you learn more skills, you get to the point where you're like, why on earth am I lending my talents to this job that really is a bunch of bullshit, you know? Mm -hmm. That's all it is. And it's not that because I'm anti-capitalist, it's that I'm anti-exploitation uh, labor. We're becoming a labor force where we're all just becoming slaves to the corporate agenda. And I just, I find that unsustainable, not only in terms of mental health outcomes, but also in terms of uh, uh, creating a society that's uh, uh, you know, joyful. We we you wonder why there's so many shootings and violence and mental health problems in this country. Think about it. I mean, Jesus Christ. Not everybody can conform to this perfect metric of having to work in these at these institutions. You know. Yeah. And so we have to create options for people that for different types of people. If you're not Mr. Cubicle, you go be a chef like I did. But then you get tired of that soullessness of just drive, go, go, go. You want to feel appreciated. I mean, I was a chef for uh, over 10 years and I, I, I've been thanked all of three times the entire time. You just want to feel like you're putting out good work and people care. And that includes this here. All I want is to do good work and for people to go, I really like what you said about this or I really like what you're doing. Thank you for sticking up for the little guy. You know, that's all it's about, mm -hmm. you know. You know, but instead of sulking, instead of crying, you know, I'm just like, you know what? We're going to get on YouTube. We're going to keep on growing um, because we have grown bigger than some podcasts. Um, I'm very proud of the work we do. I'm proud that some people have taken a, a liking to us. I'm very flattered by that. Um, but at the end of the day, I got to make more than $14 per month. Now, that's all charity, you know, I, but I, like I say, like, Wait staff d depends on tips. They get minimum wage because they know they're going to get tipped. And then these some of these waits, waiters and waitresses depend entirely on tips. And that's us. We Right now, until we're sponsored, we, we have to get big enough to get, you know, a thousand downloads per episode where we can start getting sponsors. And then that's going to pay some of the bills. And I'm not looking to get rich and famous. I just want to get to a point where I can say, I did this thing. And I'm proud of it. And it's 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 in the ether. It's in the universe. I can't. It's there. It's this body mm -hmm. of work that I can be proud of. Yeah. And if I make a little bit of money at it, where I can stay at home doing what I love, continually doing the good work, because it's all about fighting for the middle class. It's all about fighting for good mental outcomes for the working people. And so that's what I want to continue doing. That's that's all it is. Mm -hmm. It's not about ego for me. It's about, you know, really just, hey, man, I'm going out of my way to be selfless. The least you could do is chip in 50 cents. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. all, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, the YouTube channel should be a lot of fun. We're 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 we're, we're going to continue doing things. Pretty soon, we're going to start filming, uh, and it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, secondly, let's go back to uh, mental health. Uh, I cut your hair yesterday. That helps my mental health. It helps mine too. And I buzzed off all my hair. <laughs> I look like John Idarola now. <laughs> wow, he's got longer hair than me now. Right. But but I I. And I trimmed the beard. I had a big old bushy beard, and I'm, I'm all clean. And But sometimes you just got to start over. You got to kind of like, it's like clean palate cleanser. You got to start over and grow it from scratch mm -hmm. and uh, uh, TMI. But uh, I'm starting this, like, I'm not balding. But I've got this little thin spot on here on the 
top here. This is where my grandpa started. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I've got a kind of a high forehead. So I'm trying this Rogaine Biotene formula. It's supposed to be really good for your hair follicles. And I'm like, yeah, maybe it'll make my hair look cool or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll start looking like Elvis or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't usually admit those things, but fuck it. We're all friends, you know. Exactly. Um, but how is your mental health? Because, I like, you know, I, I, I'm trying to tell people, like, I'm... I'm really bummed out about this world, and I can't seem to shake it. Um, and then last night, we watched a whole bunch of Star Trek Discovery. And before I knew it, uh, between Christmas and that, and drinking cocoa, I was like, oh, I feel okay. I'm in a good mood. And so yeah. I just want to maintain, you know, because it just feels like as we're getting older, winter is kicking our ass. And it, it's, it feels like the world is doing everything within its power to try to fucking kill you. I know. Whether it be but at least politics or the news or whatever, yeah. no wonder everybody's hiding out, you know? Well, I was just going to say, as far as, like, weather goes, at <clears> least <throat> we're not somewhere on the East Coast where it's just gray and snowy all the time. Like, yesterday, yeah. after the, <clears throat> the hail, rain, snow, it got sunny. Yeah. We had some sun today and went out and put up the inflatables in the yard. Well, as they say in, in Oregon, if you don't like the weather, wait 15 minutes. Yep, that's <laughs> so and, true. And that is very true, yeah. But yeah, but between the Christmas decorations and my new hair, and yeah. I'm, I'm feeling okay. Well, yeah, you know, I really do feel like you hit, have to hit the reset button because, like, I, I got a really bad fibromyalgia flare up. My lower back is hurting. I'm all flared up in my shoulders, and so I haven't worked out this week. And then I always feel like crap because I'm not being active enough. Um, but I'm just, it's like, I don't know. I'm tired of working out all the time and you just get like burnt yeah. out so i'm trying to find that balance between laziness and uh, efficient work exercise because it does make me feel better it does make me look better and so i'm trying to do it but i'm trying to find that sweet spot where i don't burn out you know mm -hmm. so i just don't work out so i don't have problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i hear you but yeah, so my mental health, it's better. It's getting there. But, um, you know, uh, winter's always been a hard time for me. I don't like shitty weather. Growing up in California, um, I'm used to it more now. I'm, I'm getting used to the grayer weather. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, um, I guess in a way I like the bad weather because it feels like it lowers your expectation. Like when it's sunny, it's like the, the life demands that you be productive. That's what it felt like in California, because when there's so much Go. sun, it's like, Do oh, you got to be outside. You, you got to constantly doing be doing things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this yeah. feels like you can kind of slow mm. down and get in a blankie and sip some hot chocolate and, and give put on the Christmas lights. And self-care, really. Yeah. Yeah. I no, like I agree. And so I'm used to it. But but sometimes it's just like, I don't know. I just, um, it's too fucking cold up yeah. here. Oh. Especially in a mobile home. Like, if we had better insulation, if we were in a nice house, it'd be great. But it, we were just outside a few minutes ago, and I was freezing my ass off. We're putting up these, uh, what do they call these things? The inflatables. The inflatables, yeah. yeah. And I noticed that, you know, the the house looks all dirty, and then uh, the, the rain gutter's falling off. And uh, I'm just like, ah, like... Winter's trying to kill us. <laughs> you know? But then I always remind myself we're not standing here under 10 feet of snow and gray 99.9% .9 of the time. So I try to appreciate. That is very true. Yeah. 
Yeah, so getting back to my last episode, yeah, no, I'm not ashamed of what I said, but I don't want you guys to think that I'm ungrateful or that I hate doing this. I love doing this, but just like anyone who loves something, they want to get paid a little something. That's all. That's all it is, and I don't, I, I'm sorry that I have to be the kind of person to ask, because if, if I just had sponsors and they paid me a little something for the episodes, I'd be like, great. Or if YouTube takes off and it builds and it gets monetized and I'm making a little bit of something, I'm not looking to get rich. I'm just looking to, you know, feel like I'm, I'm being mildly rewarded for my efforts. I think that's what we all want. That's what anybody wants. So yeah. there's no ego to that. There's no, I, I, I really absolutely love what I'm doing. I love that, uh, that we've built a small audience that people are loyal. And uh, it's really about taking good care of each other. That's what it's about. That's what it's all about. That's what it's always been about. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. So I'm looking at my list. So we got that YouTube front, my, my last episode, what I was trying to say. Uh, uh, I also was trying to say um, that there's different kinds of depression. So some people's depression manifests as frustration or uh, maybe they get real quiet and solemn and uh, you don't know what's going on in someone. And so um, it's not to say that we should let crazy psychopaths off the hook for shooting up malls. No, not criminal behavior, but there are different ways that people manifest their depression. And so we, we need to be really careful in our society because we tend to always address the squeaky wheel. The people who get the most attention are always the most beautiful or the, always the most attractive or always the most wealthy. And so what happens is, is the regular people get ignored. And so we do have a tendency in this culture to ignore the people whose depression manifests as frustration as opposed to the people whose man, uh, depression manifests as crying or something like that. Is that we're always quick in, our, in a hurry to care for those who are sad, but but not those who are frustrated. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, that's I what I was trying to say. Yeah. You know. Uh, mental health check-in. Uh, anything else to say about the, on the mental health front, my dear? Not really. <clears throat> Yeah. Just, it's the time of year when a lot of people do have issues, so I just yeah. think it's important to kind of recognize the things that make you feel better, make you feel happy, and kind of just try to concentrate on that. And well, yeah, and if you're not feeling good, take a day off. If you're not feeling up to exercising, you know, take a day or two off until you're feeling it. I mean, I, you really do, during the winter, have to sort of forego because we're all idealists. We're all trying to be perfectionists. And sometimes we have to let perfection go for the greater good of sanity. And so at the end of the day, I'm always trying to be Mr. Workout Guy. But then I'm like, oh, I can't, man. I just can't. And, yeah. and we shouldn't make excuses to the point where we get totally bad about our fitness. But, I mean, it's just different. I mean, if you weren't working at the store and you were, weren't active in that... I would say mm -hmm. maybe you should work out more, but you're very active. Yeah, and I've you, been averaging fifteen to seventeen thousand mm. steps a day. Lately. Yeah, and I so, only yeah. I only care because I want you to oh, be I around know. with mm -hmm. me. Because if I lose you, I'm going to lose my my shit, right? Yeah. And so <laughs> I want you to be healthy. And so yeah, and so but my point is, is mental health. You really have to sort of take it day by day, especially in the winter, or especially when you're going through something specific. I get down this time of year because. 
Um, I start thinking more about my grandparents who are gone. I, th I start thinking more about our cats that pass. Uh, I start thinking more about uh, just being younger and more spry. I'm getting older. I'm developing pains and uh, feelings that uh, at this age, I'm just like, I, no, I can't deal with those feelings right now. Go away. <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah, like I said, take it day by day. And, and really, it's about self-caring. Uh, you really do have to, and uh, you know, it, it, life is, is 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 cumulative in the sense that if you do more good things for yourself than bad, then you'll probably, in mo most likelihood, be okay. So if you're eating good more times than not, that doesn't mean you can't eat like shit. But just make sure you're not eating like shit all the time. Mm -hmm. If you're working out more times than you're uh, not, you'll be okay cumulatively. Like I'm a fairly active person but um, i took a week off it's fine i'm not gonna you know I, i'm not gonna you know you do feel like you're kind of losing your kind of like muscularity you're like oh i'm starting to get unswole but oh well <laughs> it's fine you know i'm married who am i who do i got to impress you know <laughs> um okay let's talk about uh metallica so metallica dropped a brand new uh single called luxaturna uh, A.E., kind of like the Tool song, mm -hmm. Anima, mm -hmm. A.E., um, which is Latin, by the way. Um, but uh, uh, what did you think of the song? Uh, they're going to be putting out, uh, what is it, uh, in April of, this, of next year, they're going to be putting out a new album called 72 Months and... Seasons. 72 Seasons, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. Uh, but yeah, and uh, I'm excited, but uh, what did you think of their song? I thought it was good. Yeah. I mean, they're getting up there in years, and they're still, like, super fast playing and good playing, and yeah, I thought I, it was fun. And I, it was I enjoyed it for the most part. I just thought it was a little too clean, a little bit mm -hmm. too rehearsed. Like, yeah. I like my music a little more raw. That said, I mean, uh, it's fun. It's just Fun, fast, Super upbeat, fun. metal yeah, shit. You know, exactly. I was like, right and on. And you know what? Like, they're they're evolving. They're getting older. They're maturing. So yeah, it's it's just changes. Let them do as their they thing. They change, and I just love the fact that mm. it was not leaked anywhere. Yeah. Like, I woke up that morning and I like holy shit. The metallic emails yeah. and are like new song. Like what? Yeah. And, yeah. What, what do you have to say to? Because there's so many Metallica haters out there. Talk on that. What is the deal? I, I think mm. it's kind of just like a thing, like just be like, oh yeah. Is it because they're super guys. rich like, and famous? I think that's part of it. It's like that thing, you know, people love a band until they get famous and then they hate them. Well, right, right. That <clears throat> they they made. They, I can't even talk <laughs> just because they got successful. Like, mm -hmm. doesn't mean you should hate them. And I think they're just yeah. they're very talented <clears throat> musically. Yeah, like especially when <clears throat> they started out, the stuff that they were writing when they were At, like eighteen and 19 18, 19, is just 20 years old, amazing. and they're putting out like work that's like masterclass. Yeah, shit. Yeah, and they're just <clears throat> great musicians. And well, I've, I, I've, oh, so we've got a guy out there with the leaf blower. So have fun listening to that, you guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but uh, hold on, you guys. Okay, crisis averted. The leaf blower guy is uh, not leaf blowing, at least for now. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad we can pause this thing. But, um, you know, what I was saying is that I, I've, I've 
I've talked about celebrity culture, celebrityism in the past, and um, I've talked about capitalism and corporatism. My point is, is that there's a lot of wealth inequality in this country, and and pretty much all over the world. And it bugs me. It, it should not be. But that being said, I don't feel like we should hate on people just because they've made it. Mm, I don't yeah. hate Joe Rogan, for example, because he's successful. I hate him sometimes because he's a hypocrite and he's, and he's not always <laughs> useful in terms of putting out information that is uh, vetted correctly. In other words... Yeah. You know, when you have people like Elon Musk saying a bunch of shit, destabilizing Twitter, when you have people like Joe Rogan, where one day he's liberal and the next day he's libertarian, it's like they're just there's all these conflicting points of view. And I'm just I'm getting tired of the rich celebrity opinion mattering more than regular people's fucking opinion. Who are you? Yeah, You're going to die just like me, motherfucker. I mean, death is the great equalizer, and while we're alive, we have to get over this precept that some people are more deserving than others. What do you, what do you think about that? Oh, absolutely. I, it's just that mm. these people have, like, a built-in base, Yeah. so they automatically have an audience, and then they have the built-in numbers to make the money, and it's just, that's how it is and it yeah. needs to change i don't know how it can yeah. change but well and and i'm also i mean but then there's a point also where we have to uh adapt a little bit we would lose our minds if we didn't get over the fact that some people are wealthy so where are we in a mental in mental health terms because it's not about jealousy it's not about envy it's not about hatred um it's just that some people just have too much money and power where some don't have enough and we we need to sort of start looking at the world in terms of we're all worthy of an opinion you know and i get tired of hearing people like joe rogan make all this money while uh, i'm broke living at mama house you know it's like <laughs> fuck you dude i mean yeah. because i mean sometimes i really like what he has to say I, I have nothing against joe rogan it's just that he's overrated as all hell and it, i get i guess i'm getting tired of the worship culture behind it and yet in the same breath I love Metallica and they can do no wrong, so I guess I'm just biased. I don't know. What What do you think about that? What well, is that? it kind of depends on the person. Well, and yeah. I think like in Joe Rogan's case, I don't think he's he's honest all the time because he'll wish, mm-hmm. be wishy-washy and go back and forth on things. Right, and right. It, it, that's my problem with him. <clears throat> that's my that problem, too. he's not too. consistent and he's not right. completely honest. Yeah, yeah. And it's not that, oh, he... You know, like, I think a lot of people don't like Metallica because, A, they're super famous and super wealthy. That bugs some people. I've managed to get over it, you know. Um, But I think also because the liberals don't like him because James Hetfield is a hunter. And and he's got deer heads on his wall. And that upsets a lot of animal rights people and liberals and all that. And while I get it, I mean, I don't like hunting and killing either. I guess because I grew up in a hunting household. My grandfather was a hunter. I grew up with guns in my in in my life. It just it, being trained, and I understand the culture. Um, I'm maybe a little more forgiving of it. But he's never said yeah. anything outright Trumpian. He's never yeah. come out and said, uh, you know, I believe in blah blah blah. Like no, I don't know exactly. that he's conservative. He yeah. might vote Democrat for all I've, I know. I've heard 
Lars say that they they differ politically and that James is a little more conservative. But yeah, he's not like outspoken. He's not hateful. He's not anything like that. I don't like think that. he's a so hateful he's person, just, though. No, I don't so. think he's doing it for that reason. No. He probably just believes in, uh, in, in that general conservative, uh, independent uh, freedom. Mm-hmm. He's a freedom-loving guy. Little do people understand that the Republican Party is sort of, sort of getting more autocratic and more uh, white nationalist, and that is the opposite of freedom. So sometimes I I get frustrated with people not being updated on their sort of understanding of social politics. And so yeah. a lot of times it's like, well, I hunt, therefore I have to be a Republican. No, not necessarily. I mean, yeah. you know, or I, I love freedom, therefore I'm Republican. And that seems to be kind of Elon Musk's thing. He's a Mr. Libertarian. But the problem I have with Elon is not his points of view. It's the fact that he's destabilizing Twitter. Yeah. Talk on that. Well, the, when John Maiadarola was talking about it yesterday, like it's literally the things that he's doing can have worldwide economic consequences. Yeah. Like it's not just if to him, it's like a new toy. Right. But it could actually well, destabilize things. He's, he's fired a bunch of people. He's de- he's gotten rid of all the people that were a part of the privacy and security teams to keep yeah Twitter safe and then literally said that each person has to be in charge of the privacy things like yeah. no that's and not then, how that and works. now they're allowing misinformation to yeah COVID it's, misinformation mm-hmm. political misinformation uh, he let uh, Marjorie Taylor Green back on he's let Trump back on but Trump declined so far because he's got truth social and and i really do believe that trump like you could give him a phone and you could just like hire a guy to uh pretend that it's social media in other words it doesn't have to actually go out to the airwaves i think he created truth social to be like twitter little does he know that his voice has been it's like going from 11 down to minus one. Like mm-hmm. nobody sees him anymore. And yet he's perfectly fine with it. And I'm like, hey, like I said, I don't think he really cares. So long as he feels adored and feels empowered, um, he doesn't understand that nobody listens to true social except for the crazies. So mm-hmm. have fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a bunch of crazies agreeing with each other. Yup, 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 yup. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> yup, 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 crazy. Um, and, and with that, I, you know, because I, I don't mind there being political differences. We have to get over this intolerance of each other. I'm not intolerant of people being conservative. I'm intolerant of people being either hypocrites or, or creating policies or attitudes that shape our society in ways that aren't good for regular people. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, 100%. Yeah, because, I mean, think about it. I mean, he's destabilizing Twitter. He doesn't care about the safety. And then he's amping up uh, conservative voices while minimizing liberal voices. And then, and then yet he talks all day long about freedom of speech, and yet he's doing it himself. And so, in other words, there is no one standard for Twitter. Like, say what you want about Facebook and Meta and uh, Zuckerberg and all that. He's a dickhead, too. But the difference is, is that there's one standard for everybody, or at least it's for the most part. I mean, my point is, is that um, we don't want Twitter to be this. It'd be like a a game of football where the ref is on one of the teams. Like, Mm -hmm. like, oh, 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 that was out of bounds. Oh, oh, you know, like, so he's cheating for 
for the sake of his own beliefs. And so it's, it's creating a double standard. It's creating a, a lack of security. Um, do I think that it's a little bit like, I don't know, the liberals all like mass exodus, like a bunch of fucking snowflakes? Yes. But, but I understand why, too. It. Yeah, yeah there's well, that's why I'm just kind of like, it. I didn't just jump on the bandwagon and quit my Twitter. I'm like, I don't Twitter very much anyway. So I'm like, eh, I'll just leave it alone for a while and see if this stabilizes. And if it continues to go down the road that it is, where all he does is badmouth Apple and badmouth liberals and badmouth people and have double standards and prop up misinformation and COVID misinformation and all yeah. the crazy new nonsense. If it continues down that road, not only is he going to tank himself, but um, there will be a mass exodus. And then if it continues on, I'll I'll probably get off of there. But, you know, it's just too early to well, tell. I want to see if just, things get better. He's being a fucking whiny ass little bitch. <laughs> Like, he gets on there yeah. and complains, like, oh, people are pulling their advertising. Oh, this and that. Well, that's fucking capitalism, dude. Yeah. That's the whole <clears throat> point of capitalism, which you absolutely love. But when it turns against you, then right. you hate it. Right. Like, that's-, that's the problem with most libertarians is that when they talk about freedom and financial freedom, they're not talking about freedom for everyone. They're talking about freedom for the rich people to amass wealth and yeah. have more pull and say than the rest of us mm-hmm. and when things don't go their way then they start talking ill of free market capitalism yeah. like well dude i thought you were a fan That's of free market this is yeah. your yeah and then i i posted this thing i'm gonna just talk about it here um yesterday <clears throat> i wrote uh well it was a it was just a meme from a guy named michael harriet says, sometimes I forget that Elon Musk has always been a privileged rich kid and Elon Musk's daddy owned an emerald mine and Elon Musk walked around with jewels in his pockets and Elon Musk didn't start Tesla. He just ousted the founders and Elon Musk has never invented anything. Okay. And then I got some people that like went on there and were like, well, he invented PayPal and blah, 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 blah. And then I went on and uh, shot that down. Well, I, de- I deleted them, and it's not because yeah. of censorship. I'm not against mm-hmm. censoring. It's just that I didn't want to have to engage in an argument that I know I'm right. Yeah. And my point simply is this, is that why do we continually hold water for billionaires? I know. Like, yeah. these people don't like you. They're not going to help you. And billionaire culture really needs to get fixed in our society because there is no utility in it in the real world it doesn't help anyone i'm all for free market capitalism when it's compassionate and when it's fair and when it's regulated the right way we just want to make sure that there's guardrails when it comes to capitalism yeah sorry about that folks we have uh, somebody out there mowing the lawn now oh there it goes, there it goes again <laughs> <laughs> of course oh geez it's worse than our cat. <laughs> but the point I was trying to say about that is that I wasn't trying to silence people who have dissenting points of view on Instagram. It's that they're just wrong. And I don't want to have to explain in yeah. a four paragraphs, uh, you know, n- narration. This is giant, you know, you know, book about why they're wrong. It's like I'm not against people earning money i'm not against people getting wealthy but at at a certain point they just become privileged and out of touch and then they become weird they just get weird Mm -hmm. and uh and uh i just find elon musk is not running twitter like a business he's running it like a personal pet project 
Oh, yeah, totally. And so I don't find it to be safe. I don't find it to be secure. I don't find it to be truthful anymore. Everything that was good about Twitter is now gone. And he thinks he's propping up free speech when what he's propping up is misinformation. And uh, he's too fucking rich and spoiled to understand the, the, the ethical wrongdoing there. And he doesn't care. Yeah. I honestly Well, rich people just, live with impunity, really, and that's the yeah. problem. I mean, he took a fucking picture the other day of, uh, of, of caffeine-free diet soda on his bedside table with a gun there. What are you trying to tell me? That you're a bad motherfucker, and that if we break in your house, you're going to shoot us? Right. Like, is that, is that, is that, his, is that his, like, his, like, virtue signaling that he's Mr. Conservative Badass now? Yeah. And like you pointed out, he has, what, a two-year-old in the house? Yeah. Like... Yeah. yeah, that's why I said it. Like, how do we know? I mean, did, like, and what did he do? Take it out of a case and take it out of his secure, like, locker, wherever he stores these guns, just so he could virtue signal about what mm-hmm. a hard ass he is? Go yeah. fuck yourself. I, I've been yeah. I've been trained in weapons my whole life. They're a tool, not a toy. And so when you snap pictures like that, it, A... What the fuck is the point of caffeine-free soda? If, if, if you're going to drink soda, drink soda, or just don't. And B... It's caffeine-free diet soda. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yuck. I can understand caffeine-free, like, if, you know, you want the taste of soda at night. Sure, right. <laughs> and you want to sleep. But, but, yeah. And then just to have a gun, and it's like, it's almost like he's a 10-year-old or a 15-year-old who is, like, showing the bullies at school that, um... That he's a hard ass. Like he's, it's like a, it's a way of showing everyone that he's legit, that he's, that he's hard, that he's street. It's yeah. like go fuck yourself. And just to go back to that post you put on when you put that on um, Instagram, someone's like, oh no, ah, uh, he invented PayPal. So quick little Google search. Apparently, what happened? He had co-founded a company. It merged with another company and became PayPal. Yeah. So he didn't invent shit. No. He may have co-founded this other company and then. He became CEO of PayPal and got fired six months later because he was such shit managing it. <laughs> right. So, well, I'm always reminded of uh, that movie Dodgeball, where he's like, "I I pulled myself up by the bootstraps and started this business out of blood, sweat, and tears." And and yes, a small inheritance of five million dollars from my father. Like exactly. they always think they're such rugged individualists and that they. They, they did all this stuff themselves, but they always leave out the part where they were granted this, that they were given this money. That's yeah. how Trump got his start. He got a huge inheritance from his father. Yeah. And just because you managed to stay solvent uh, for 40 years does not mean you're some legal or some business genius. It's just no, like, I'm so all. tired of rich people living with impunity and they have too much, they have too much, like, first of all, who in the fuck likes Trump or Kanye or fucking Elon anymore? Who are these people? Yeah, and that's the thing. They get all these poor, broke-ass people, like, worshipping them. Right. And it's just, it's mind-boggling. It's, it's sad. It is, yeah. And so I wanted to talk real quick about Kanye. So I guess Kanye West had a dinner with Trump and this guy named Fuentes, some white nationalist weirdo. But uh, I don't really care, but the point is is um a why is this news b why are we surprised and c kanye is the worst black person in the world he he, i mean he's pro hitler 
like he's talking about like when he was on that uh, show with uh, Alex Jones, he was saying shit about how we we gotta you know make sure that we're telling history correct and we gotta say the pros of Hitler too and not just the cons. He it's like he's trying to both sides is them evil tyranny. Right. Nazis. And, and even Alex Jones was like uh, uh, okay. I can't, I agree to I disagree. Mean, when you're <laughs> too bad when, for Alex Jones. Yeah, when Alex Jones is like agree to disagree, you know you're on the wrong side yeah. of the well, argument. And part of that too, <clears throat> I think, is that underneath mm-hmm. quietly, people like that maybe say agree. But even they won't say that part out loud. Well, yeah, he's too stupid. And, like, my point is this. African Americans have had it worse than white people in this country. You you got lucky. You got rich off of your rap music. Fine. Whatever. But now he lives the rest of his life with absolute impunity. And he still has sway over people. And so the sad part is, is that he's not smart enough to understand that we're not saying that 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 we should um, b- absent-mindedly hate Nazism for no reason. We hate it for reasons. For reasons. Lots of reasons. <laughs> we don't both sidesism evil corruption, no. corrupt tyranny. I mean, there's a reason why we vilified the Nazi movement because it was fucking evil. Yeah. And to and for a black man with that much wealth and that much stupidity in his brain. I mean, I really do and I in a way I almost feel sorry for him because you can tell he's got mental health problems. Yeah, he's got He's gone. Major issues, yeah. The dude's but gone. He's not and and did you see what he was wearing on Alex Jones? He was wearing yeah. like a a black ski mask over no eye holes, no mouth hole, just a black pair of pantyhose or something over him like like what you're incognito like why are you on the show not willing to show your face i mean it was so weird it was very weird and gigantic weirdo and honestly he he needs major mental health help and well and and but at the core of him there's something there's something wrong with him and he's not very smart and and uh that's why it's like I get so tired of people claiming that Trump's a genius, that Elon Musk is a genius, that, uh, you know, Kanye is a genius. Like, why? Because they have outside-the-box thinking? If it's not correct thinking, then it's not genius. It's just different. Just because you dissent from popular opinion doesn't make it somehow intelligent. Yeah. (laughs) It has to actually mean something. It has to add up to being more correct. Yeah. And that's why sometimes I give Joe Rogan credit because sometimes he'll say something. I'm like, yes, boom, you hit it. Mm -hmm. He, he's not detached from reality as much as he's privileged. At least he's not detached from reality. Yeah, I agree. And so, yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, my, my main point is, is that, uh, you know, some of these rich people, you know, like you take someone like Britney Spears, all she does is show off her junk and show off her boobs and show off her dancing. She's got a lot of money. She's got a nice house. But so what? She ain't hurting nothing. And neither is uh, James Hetfield. He ain't hurting nothing. Well, the occasional buck or two. But <laughs> but my point is, is that um, I got nothing against people making their money, getting their fortune, but then just leaving 
politics out of it. Like, James doesn't make everything political. No, so, none of them do. You know, and the only reason why I talk politics on this show is because we're talking about good mental health and we're talking about progress. Well, you can't talk about activism and progress without talking about policy. And you can't talk about policy without talking about social politics. So, it's not about, like, making everything political, but we live in days where everything has a political slants and so we have to address those things in our society yeah but just asking you to summarize what do you think is going on with all these right wingers i mean we watched this thing on uh jimmy kimmel uh, the the herschel walker campaign <clears throat> this guy was a plant and he ruined the whole thing it was great it was so funny but <laughs> he was like going off acting like a jazzed herschel walker fan but really we knew because it was very meta that he was there to basically make fun and mock it yeah but they were all like you know they were interviewing people and he was just like like saying outrageous things trying to get republicans to go uh yeah you know mm. but the point is is that there's a lack of self-awareness on the right but they love they fucking love nasty dirty nonsense what what is the appeal there they all claim to be christians and yet they love hateful shit what is that it's so weird yeah it's, yeah it's like <clears throat> it's this part of them that that wants to be that way so when they have people acting that out they're they're like oh yeah i can support them i'm not doing it <clears throat> it's like a bunch of it. beta males like if it, it feels like a but now i don't believe in alpha and beta males uh, in in biological terms but in social terms it feels like a bunch of like wimpy uh, not so bright men who are just very weak willed they're not very bright they're not very intelligent and they just they get a big hard on for people who speak what the that talk the red meat and throw the red meat that they like and yeah. yet they claim all to be Christians. I mean, that one guy, remember that one guy talked about how he was a Christian, that he thought actually that Dave Warnock was at, or is that his Raphael. name? Raphael. Raphael Warnock. I, I know another Warnock. Know. <laughs> um, that he, that uh, Raphael Warnock is a, probably a better man and a better candidate, but he was still going to vote for a, a Herschel yeah. Walker anyways. I and know. he claims to be a Christian. And so why is it that they would put the Republican brand, the Republican Party in front of their own country in front of their own uh morality i honestly do not it's weird it's such a weird i would never do that i would never put uh democrats in front of morality or in front of the country if they were doing things to hurt the country i wouldn't be supporting them anyway i know i don't get it because there are i did read an article recently and they were talking to a republican guy that split his vote yeah and he voted for warnock because he said i just can't vote for herschel walker he doesn't know what he's talking about yeah but the people that just look at that and think that's okay i just don't they put aside everything they put aside their ethics they put aside morals they put aside everything just for for party party loyalty and and the thing is for me is that you know i'm getting tired of republicans having no solutions and having no policy you know it's just all they're doing is like we're fierce we're a-holes we own it and 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 we're white nationalists and uh and so what they do instead of having good policies that people can get behind is they use things like celebrity candidates all they're doing now is just let's let's just find another celebrity that we can get to grandstand for us Mm -hmm. and herschel walker feels like that like 
black idiot that's watered down that just people just accept like oh yeah he's just a certain type of black guy and eh, it's fine but yeah. he's an idiot and there's nothing charismatic about him and there's nothing intellectually sound about him and he feels to me like like a bad person he doesn't yeah. feel like he's a moral person and so why mm-hmm. they would duck and cover for this man i just don't see why because he's confessed oh and he's, he's saved now so it's oh good okay. it's so okay. it's there it's okay to be a christian and pick and choose when it's time to be a christian got exactly. it yeah okay fantastic works. yeah so that's you know over an actual pastor who actually has morals right and not to know. mention has spent his whole life helping people yeah get a leg up in this world it's just mind-boggling i honestly yeah i can't wrap my head around it and i don't understand it it's It's, weird it's so weird it's weird but let's get off of politics because it's just so frustrating (laughs) well that's kind of what i have here lastly i have is let's talk about wealth crazy you know when people are wealthy and they're a little unhinged um there's nothing that can stop them. I mean, freedom of speech is rampant, which is good. But when you have a propped up celebrity who has a built in audience of people who spout out outrageous shit and then people actually have the nerve, the gall to say, oh, well, that's because they're 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 such geniuses. They're just such geniuses we prop these people up and that's why i erased that guy's post because i didn't want to have to go into the minutiae of why he's an idiot like yeah and why the guy talking is an idiot like you just don't understand it's, i'm not i don't hate elon musk i just think he's a fucking infant i think trump yeah. is an infant and i think that herschel walker is a, a, a mentally incompetent yeah and so absolutely. when you get all these people on the right who don't have morals, who don't have values, and don't have intellect, what you get instead is just a bunch of rich, spoiled people who are trying to trick all the beta males in the world to somehow uh, uh, forego all of their values for this uh, like basic default of, of loving republicanism at any cost. Yeah, I find it disturbing. For, somehow, <clears throat> so many wealthy people have tricked poor people into believing that they're better than them, they're more deserving, they're more worthy of yeah. of wealth and good lives than them. And I just don't get it, especially since most of these ultra-wealthy people, they were born into it. Yeah. They convinced people that they worked for it. They didn't actually work for it. So it's just like they're holding it over like, oh, you can be like me if you work hard enough. And then they make it hard for them to work and right. make their lives horrible. It's just a way of keeping people well, under their thumb. And, and what it goes to show, the reason why I don't engage anymore on social media when it comes to politics is because some people are just stupid and wrong. And what are you going to say to someone who's stupid and wrong? I'm going to sit yeah. here and argue with idiots? Mm-hmm. No, I'll just delete you. Not because I because I believe in freedom of speech, but I don't want my page, my personal page that is supposed to be for good mental health and for positivity being used up in a way that is promoting arguments that have no water, that no have no yeah. merit. I mean, I don't does Elon Musk have the freedom to do what he's doing? Of course. 
you can tank your own business if you want. I mean, I could come on the radio here and, and say racist, hateful things all day, every day. I wouldn't because I'm not a racist. But I'm just saying if I wanted to destroy my own brand overnight, I could. I have the freedom to do so. But why on earth would I? Unless I was so spoiled and pampered that I just didn't care. And that's what it feels like mm-hmm. he's doing. Oh, yeah. Because he's so so wealthy. It doesn't, he doesn't matter. care. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Right, right. And I just feel like we're getting to the point in this culture where the the Republican Party has two ways of, of, of doing things. Get a celebrity in there or get an outrageous lunatic in there. That's what they that's what they bank on. Instead of, I don't know, doing things that help regular people anymore. And so you see all these people now. I mean, now we're seeing finally people realizing that um, white nationalism is not something we should be leaning into. We should be running away from it. And so this idea that we need strong, tough men like Trump. A, he's not strong or tough. And B, he's a fucking gigantic, ridiculous moron. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. like what is your problem i know you know so it's you know for me I, you know having good mental health is about um you know learning when to withdraw your attention to the world that sometimes you have to just unplug mm-hmm. frankly and yeah, just you do you know know when it's time to engage know when it's time to disengage and know when it's time to have a sense of humor about all this but it's really hard to have a sense of humor when it comes to politics because we're talking about legitimizing people who have no rightful business being there and when they get into office they say outrageous things these things are now getting um now uh, echoed through Twitter because they're no longer getting flagged or tagged as misinformation. And so now it's just like, uh, like he believes in freedom of speech, except for when it, it doesn't suit his interests. Yeah. It's just hypocritical. Yeah. And he's just a big spoiled baby. And so is Trump. And just because these people were born into wealth, we have to sit here and deal with a society that is all being regulated by rich, spoiled, crazy people. And so when people have like these arguments like, well, Biden's all these things. Biden is not the fucking problem here. Mm-hmm. What the problem is, is that people are too, too stupid to know what's good for them. And listen, I would I'm not a huge fan of the Democratic Party because I think they're weak. I think the term liberalism has become toxified because it. It is become attached to extremism. It's become attached to woke culture. Uh, uh, the word just just does not have a good message anymore. It's a loaded language. It's loaded language. And so um, I would much rather us just become liberals that uh, are regular, regular working people, sane, non-crazy <laughs> working people who live in objective reality. That's what it's about. Who, who, by the way, give people all the freedom to be themselves. We should embrace diversity, embrace dissenting points of view. But where where would you say we can draw? We should draw the line when it comes to those dissenting points of view, because some dissenting points of view are so outrageous that it's bad for society. And so where you know, because we have people that are not smart enough to be able to interpret this shit right. I know. And, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, <clears throat> the line needs to be drawn when 
the speech and the actions when they hurt people, when they're hateful, when they're dangerous, when they're lies. Yeah. But getting people to be able to disseminate that is the difficult part. Yeah. Well, and that's why I say, you know, um, uh, be engaged in politics, but um, don't get wrapped up in the daily uh, noise machine, the he said, she said drama of it. Because then what you start doing is you start losing your own personal identity for the cause. And I feel like there's a lot of liberals and conservatives who are just echoing what they hear rather than having their own fucking opinion. And while I tend to agree with a lot of liberal policy because it is best practices, I don't do it for this, you know, liberal bona fides. I do it because it's what's right and what's decent for regular people, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's not just because... It's the party lines or it's no. the way things are just on that side. You, we actually pay attention and look into things. And Absolutely. And I just, I just, you know, I want the Republican Party to rebrand as the Republican conservatives that they used to be. They used to care about certain things and they don't seem to care anymore about anything. You know, what they do is they do everything to sabotage the country so that while Democrats are in charge... And then they blame Biden for it all. And then when it's their turn to be at bat, they do all these awful things that take the country backwards, not forwards, uh, and then claim to be better for the country because they love America more than us. It's like, what? What in the fuck are you talking about? What they seem to care about most is wealth and propping up that, that, that wealthy impunity. That's what yeah. the Republican Party is becoming, is the wealthy impunity party who wants to be in power because they feel more deserving or they feel more entitled or they feel that God cares more about rich white men than, than anybody else. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, it does. And they fooled <clears throat> so many people into believing that they're right. And I just... Well, and what would you say about the... You know, Fox News and all these places, they're wealthy institutions. They have a right to exist. But I mean, look at the gun violence that they in the discord that they sow. I mean, how can they with a straight face and good conscience spew what they're spewing? I mean, some of the shit they say anymore is fucking not only a lie and, and misinformation, but it's they're they're fomenting outrage just to win elections and they don't care how they win. Yeah, well, it reminds me of that article you just posted on Facebook about how basic cable packages all include Fox News. Right. So whether you want to, whether you agree with them or not, you are funding Fox News by getting cable. Yeah, you're paying Tucker Carlson's salary. And that's why I posted that, Mm -hmm. because I want to make it to where we uh, force these wealthy communications companies to create fair playing fields where uh, liberal and conservative voices are equal. You shouldn't have to pay up to hear liberal opinions. Exactly. And you shouldn't have to pay into voices that uh, propagandize misinformation. So the the point of that article, and I want to put it out there, is that if you do have cable, call the cable company and say that you're 
you're going to cancel if that they continue funding Fox as part of, because yeah, you, you pay normal cable, you get Fox, but you have to upgrade to get MSNBC. You should have to pay to get either of those. Well, and, and I, I try very hard to strike this balance between, uh, being normal and being a liberal idealist in the sense that like I've told the story where I was at the gym and they had Fox news on. I was like, I will not go to a gym that openly watches Fox News without at least having the dissenting opinion on a different, on a different channel. Yeah. Right. If you've got MSNBC and Fox and you want to do that, great. But most people have the goddamn sense not to put Fox News up on TV. Yeah. But here in rural Oregon, oh, 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 no, 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 that's normal as fucking Betty Crocker, man. No, it, what? What are you talking about? What's so wrong about that? Yeah. What's wrong about it is that we're normalizing crazy. That's what's fucking wrong with it. Yeah. I know. You know? And and I don't want to live in a country where we prop up wealthy conservative agendas on social media, on our television screens, and in radio without there at least being equal opportunity on the other side. That's all I want for Elon Musk. I want there to be one set of standards on Twitter. I want there to be one set of standards on Facebook, and I want there to be one set of standards when it comes to liberal and conservative opinions. It's not that I'm saying, oh, we should silence them, but maybe we could hold them accountable when they get people riled up enough to shoot up a synagogue. I don't know. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I know. Absolutely. And yet there's no way to prove that directly. No. And so that's what's so wrong about that is that... I have nothing against my conservative friends. I have nothing against basic fiscal conservatism, social conservatism. Fine. When it's not radical, when it's not... Because they have this tendency to hide behind the gun, hide behind Jesus, and hide behind the cross and all these things to promote viewpoints that are, are not going to make the world a better place. And and it's like they have this inherent distrust of, of change. And it's like, what are we supposed to do? Live backwards forever? we got to move forward as a country. And if you're not going to help us do it, then we have to do it our way. And then you, then you go, well, we don't like the way you're doing it because you're making everything fruity and lame and whatever. It's like, well, then fucking help. Yeah. You know, if you don't want, you know, liberal media and to be... The, the main uh, change in our society, then you have to create change from a, from your point of view that is actually going to bring the country forward socially and intellectually. I mean, if you're not willing to do that, then you're going to f- force Democrats and liberals to be the change. Uh, all the while, all you do is hearken to a better time when, what, blacks and what, women didn't have rights? That's, that's, your big, that's your big calling card? It is. Wow. And and big corporations Mm. that give them money. And they don't want an educated populace. So, yeah, yeah, that's what they want. Well, yeah. And at the end of the day, like I said, I got nothing against conservatives. But good God, learn learn something. It just feels like we all have access to the same information. I read constantly. I stay up to date on everything. Not because I... always want to but because it's easy it's not that hard i mean how fucking dumb do you have to be where all this information is around you and yet none of it gets into your fucking skull i mean come on i know it's not that hard and all i'm saying is is as adults who are looking for a better life looking for better jobs looking for better careers looking for better 
happiness and mental health outcomes that yes we have to balance that part of us that's adult that has to do the hard things between the self-care the the inner child in us that needs that coddling that pampering Um, but we can balance those things and we should absolutely live in a country that's both tough and vulnerable we're just human yeah and at the end of the day i don't have a problem with conservatives when they admit fault when they admit when uh they're human uh we should get you know, it's like liberals say something vulnerable and then conservatives are like, hardy, har, har, fuck your feelings. But then when uh, they lose, we're all supposed to like pamper and coddle them. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, fuck your feelings. <laughs> you told us to fuck our feelings. Guess what? Now it's time at, to fuck your feelings. At least once a week, I see someone with a shirt or a sweatshirt, the, the little fuck your feelings logo on it. It's- yeah, it's like... No, fuck your feelings. I know. And remember that time? I mean, every time I end up in, in some kind of altercation, it's always with some riled up Trump supporter. And every time I call them out on it, they flee from me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a big guy. I, I don't blame them, but I'm not that big. I'm not that mean. I was just calling, hey, can I have a talk with you? And then they, because they, they know they're out of they know they say crazy, stupid shit, and then it gets them in trouble, and then they run away when they when it goes too far. It's like, well, then yeah. stop being stupid. Yeah, I know. Like you have the freedom to dissent, but you don't have the freedom to pollute our world with nonsense. That's the problem: is that it's creating a culture out there where every third person in the supermarket is a fucking lunatic and the mental health in our country is getting really really bad and so that's why we fight for policemen to be kind and good and decent and to be gentle and to be loving and to have mental health training or have people who are special specially trained for mental health so that People who are having a bad day don't get shot just because they're having a bad day, you know? Yeah, yeah. But what would you say is the main reason? Because, I mean, there's guns all over Canada. They don't have the, the our problem. So what do you think it is? Is it just the riled up political discourse? I think that's a big part of it. <clears throat> the, the political discourse. The, I think it's white entitlement, too. I think it's that. I think it's people being oppressed by jobs and companies and people and having bad mental health because so they get all angry at these companies but then they vote for all these people who are for these companies like think it through dude you know (laughs) and that's the thing is like it's not about hate it's about i just we watch star trek a lot and a lot of people don't like discovery because it's too touchy-feely i like it I like touchy-feely. It's human. It's human. Mm-hmm. And they make... It, when I first started watching Discovery, I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. It's so different that it's going to alienate some of the purists because the Star Trek... It's taking Star Trek and sort of making it really, really sophisticated and and, and like gung-ho, crazy, different, right? And and I've, I'm starting to appreciate that now, now that, it, you know, they, they went into the future 900 years. What I'm getting now is they're, they're trying to be this Star Trek experiment where a Discovery shoots off into the future. We never see them again. And uh, it's like a, a story now. It's like it's, it's Federation lore where it's like, remember that Discovery? And they had Spore Drive? And they did all these things no one could do, and then they blasted off in the future. We never saw them again. What happened? Like, in other words, um, 
it's able, it's kind of like the Kelvin timeline in the sense that they can do their own thing without interrupting the main, the main mm -hmm. uh, bulk of the Star Trek canon. Yeah. And it's fun. It is. Because, yeah, they can just Star totally go. Season three was good. It was really good. Yeah. yeah. And I like the, I like the mm. fact that they're in the future, which their their past is the future for us yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, their past so is far, still our future right so they're so far in the future yeah. and i like the fact that <clears throat> they're bringing a little bit they're bringing the past into that future and the some of the simplicity of it into that future and they're, yeah. they're it's it's a good melding of things and it's just well it's, what it's i was so good what i was going to say is when we first started watching it i thought you know how i kind of harp on these commercials that like last night, I was like, wow, an entirely white family. Like, every time there's a commercial, it has to be a mixed family. It's like, mm -hmm. I have no problem with mixed families. In fact, I like it. But I hate when diversity is used for corporatism or yeah. is, when it feels disingenuous. And so when you, I saw a white family, I'm like, wow, look, it's just a white family. Is that racist now? <laughs> but my point is, is that... Um, Star Trek Discovery felt so diverse that it almost felt stereotypical. And I was afraid that it was going to get hammy and ham-fisted and cheesy and just be this kumbaya, uh, it's a small world kind of thing where we, you know, heavy-handed heavy uh, push diversity in a way that feels hammy or cheesy or somehow uh, overly pushing a liberal agenda, right? They've backed off that, and and now what I thought was going to be this really bad, cheesy, stereotypical characters, I'm finding the characters are just broken and human and scared, That's, and I yeah. like the vulnerability that they express in that. Yeah, me too. You know? They're just, yeah, they're just people. Yeah. And everything that entails. Every single and one of them now feels like they have something broken about them. You've got the girl with the with the mechanical eye. Who's like, you know, she's got some PTSD building mm -hmm. up. Yeah. You got the, the black woman with the dreads who's like, I'm not okay always. Mm -hmm. You've got Tilly who's like always screwball and messing up. <laughs> you know, my point is, is that um, some people don't like all the touchy feely emotions in it, but I think they do it in a way that now has a good mix of the feels and a good mix of Star Trek lore and a good mix of the technology that I love. And uh, it, I, I feel like it's like, like it's pure distillated Star Trek. I really mm -hmm. do feel that Gene Roddenberry would approve now. Yeah. I agree. I was afraid, like, at first, like, they were leaving everybody behind. Like, where are you going with this? This is weird. They they got, Because they got into that mirror universe too fast, and then the Klingons were too different, and they were it was becoming, like, action-packed Star Wars-y Star Trek. Mm -hmm. And I think they left a lot of people at this starting base. I say starting base because, you know, Star Trek. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but they were leaving everybody um, sort of behind because it took off too fast. And now that it's sort of finding its stride, I'm like, this is really well done. I, I think yeah. it really is kind of neat. And, mm -hmm. and they were able to explore how Discovery is different from the other starships and uh, celebrate diversity, celebrate futurism, and uh, talk about all the issues that Star Trek's all about, which is all about, you know, exploring our feelings and exploring how to create a better world and and to explore diversity and multiculturalism not just on earth but in multiple uh, planets it, I, I find the way they're doing it it's this really neat balance of action and science it's this yeah. good 
uh, futurism and uh, homespun values. It, it's just, I don't know. It feels like it found its stride. I was just going to say that. Yep. Found yeah. its footing in this season. And yeah. It's really Unless good. you're just somebody who gets annoyed at people showing vulnerability. But I don't know. I just, I think, I think we need that nowadays because people are broken and mm-hmm. we identify with broken characters because yeah. how can anybody be super happy anymore with any brains? If you're intelligent, you got something broken going on. Yep. And we have to explore that as a society. Yep. And it does a great job with it. So, yeah. 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 Anyways, I, I don't know. I, I, I got nothing else. I'm, I'm, I'm pooped. I'm done. I got a headache. <laughs> yep, me too. But, it, but I'm glad we did this because, you know, at the end of the day, you guys, we are trying to do a show that's just for re- real people. Real folks, doesn't matter if you're black or white, doesn't matter if you're liberal or conservative. What it's about is just being normally and good and decent and looking for uh, homespun, regular kitchen table horse sense in a world that's going a little weird. I mean, I like weird, but not that kind of weird. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Keep Portland weird, but don't make it like... Dystopian weird. Yeah, right. We, We don't need dystopian weird. We need... Uh, to um, appreciate our our little differences, all that little quirky differences. I love silly hearts. I love silly, funny, goofy people who can be themselves. And I love positivity. So when I talk about things like TikTok and uh, social media and sometimes the way I wonder sometimes if the, the younger, newer generations coming up, do they have the life skills and the intellect to make it anymore? I worry about that because... Uh, you know you can't you can't be uh, um, civic minded and hold politicians and our society accountable if all you do is TikTok videos. Now I know that they'll probably all grow out of it and then they'll go to college and eventually they'll become activists. And I, I have faith that people are smart enough to figure things out. We learned that in the midterm elections. People aren't as dumb as we oftentimes think. But mm-hmm. but boy, I'm scared because we really do have to fight off the forces of tyranny and evil. Yeah, and in the midterms, they're, <clears throat> they're showing that a lot of college-age kids came out. So yeah, a lot yeah. of the 18 to 20-somethings well, came out It's not things about, are important to them. It's not about being liberal. It's about fighting against a party that is drunk on power and drunk on doing things incorrectly. When the Republican Party returned to form and Trumpism is no longer there, perhaps then we can start engaging again in healthy debate. In the meantime, we have to fight against tyrannical systems that are just might makes right and we should be in charge because we're white. We're the white oligarchy. We're the white patriarchy and, and we should just do the what we want because uh, you know we're powerful and uh, you know we're, we're intimidating. Well, fuck you! You don't intimidate me. Yeah. Stupid bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you got anything else, babe? Mm. I'm done. You get cooked. I'm cooked. You cooked. Yeah, burnt. Yeah, burnt. <laughs> <laughs> we're watching Seth Meyers. <laughs> yeah, burnt. Oh uh, I'm gonna cook steak tonight. We're gonna make some pan-fried steaks because it's too cold to barbecue. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And you guys, in the that 
cold, dreary, gray nothingness that is the middle of winter, when you start getting the doldrums and your mental health starts to suffer, I would recommend giving yourself a break when it comes to your fitness, when it comes to eating perfect. We all want to eat right. We all want to do the right things, but give yourself a break and give others a break. For God's sake, why are we becoming so hateful and scornful like that's why i delete people on my social media not because we have dissenting opinions some people say things so long as they're respectful i'll leave it there fine no problem but if it opens up a can of worms of weird no sorry no you're you, you, i can tell you're just eating you can tell they're just drinking the kool-aid i'm like yeah. no you're i can't convince you so i'm not even even gonna try yep. <laughs> you know but um but we want to celebrate diversity we want to celebrate um, good outcomes for regular people. And that's why I ask for your help. If you can pitch in 50 cents to a dollar to $2 to $3 to the cause, we are going to be doing all kinds of YouTube videos. We're going to be doing paranormal television reviews. I'm going to be doing movie reviews and we're going to be doing shorts and skits and funny things, whatever comes to our mind. That's fun. Uh, just really just uh, to uh, celebrate silliness. That's what it's all about. I want to put the comedy back in Chef by Comedy. You know? Yeah. So, thank you, babe. Good conversation. Good show. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys so very much for your understanding and your kindness and your compassion toward us. We're just regular people. We're not perfect people, but we're trying our best. And we thank you uh, for, you know, accepting us when we're not at our best. I mean, Jesus Christ, I, I sometimes... I say B when I mean A, you know? It's my fibro fog and it's my migraines and I'm just sometimes a mess. Aren't we all? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we got to accept that sometimes we're all just a little bit broken. Yep. Thanks, you guys. We love you. We'll see you, t- we'll see you next week. Bye. Chef Bright Comedy. Surviving Empathy Podcast. Coming at you two times a week. Thanks, babe. Welcome. Thank you, guys. Love you. Bye-bye.